Echoes of the Zimmerman verdict around the globe today, Monday, July 15th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. As the protests over Zimmerman's acquittal continue, we look at gun rights and self-defense laws around the globe. Paraguay, Peru, Kazakhstan, Turkey. These countries have actually incorporated the right of self-defense explicitly into the Constitution. Also today, how Venezuelans are reacting to their government offering Snowden asylum there. And later, we remember a World War II hero from Russia, one of the rare women who flew in combat. We were flying without parachutes. Uh, We uh, were not able to bail out. The whole crew, which was shot during the night flight, was burning alive. That amazing tale and more after the news. PRI's The World is supported by Medtronic. Medtronic Philanthropy expands access to chronic disease health care for the underserved through programs that strengthen health systems, promote healthy communities, and magnify the philanthropic efforts of its 43,000 employees worldwide. More at MedtronicPhilanthropy.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. George Zimmerman's acquittal this weekend in the Trayvon Martin murder case was not the end of the story. Federal authorities may yet press civil rights charges against the former Neighborhood Watch volunteer. Attorney General Eric Holder said today that the Justice Department is looking into that. Holder called Zimmerman's fatal shooting of the teenage Martin tragic and unnecessary. Zimmerman's acquittal, though, was based on state law in Florida, which gives citizens the option of using deadly force in self-defense. And in that sense, Florida may be at the front of a global trend. University of Chicago law professor Tom Ginsburg says criminal law in the U.S. is driving more aggressive interpretations of self-defense laws in several countries. In Belgium, for example, after a couple of jewelers were convicted of murder and manslaughter for killing thieves who'd invaded their stores, there was a popular movement to try to change the law there to allow the use of guns in self-defense just for protecting property. Uh, So that's one case, and it did lead to some political movement towards more gun rights and changing the criminal law, though they've so far, I think, been unsuccessful. In Italy, they've been more successful. So the government of Silvio Berlusconi passed in 2006 a law that allowed people to exercise the right of self-defense, including the use of guns, merely to protect property. And so that's a real substantial change from the traditional proportionality standard. So that's really more in line with that castle doctrine, that kind of the idea that you can defend your home using force that might otherwise be considered excessive. Precisely. That seems to have a lot of resonance around the world. I should also mention the United Kingdom. Uh, There was a prominent case in 2003 when a farmer killed a would-be burglar uh, and was convicted of murder, but it raised a very large public outcry. And I think shortly thereafter, the BBC asked their listeners to suggest a piece of legislation, which would be the most important change in law that the listeners could imagine, with the promise that the law would be subsequently introduced in Parliament. They got a helpful uh, member of Parliament to agree to do this in advance. And the thing which emerged out of that listener survey was a proposal that people be allowed to use any means necessary to defend their home. So we do see something deeply cultural, I think, around the world, in which the home is seen as somehow sacred, a castle, as we use the term, and arise in the idea that you ought to be able to use force to protect that castle. Is there pushback in any countries around the globe where they're starting to look at this legal interpretation of self-defense? 
Yeah, certainly so. I mean, what is driving the change is really a kind of popular movement. It's from below. It's not a project of, you know, the professionals who run the criminal justice establishments in various countries. Instead, those people have tended to prefer to a kind of protective mode in which they maintain control over the standards of self-defense and every other aspect of criminal justice policy. And so you really see a kind of political struggle of sort of mass movements coupled, I think, with entrepreneurial politicians who are trying to make hay of the issue and fighting against that and, in some sense, trying to defend the traditional self-defense doctrine are traditional criminal justice professionals like judges, prosecutors, and others involved in the criminal justice enterprise. And in many countries, they've been successful. I think they've been able to resist these movements in many jurisdictions. So it's not clear that this Florida law is going to be followed around the world. It just seems like a, a significant possibility, and it seems like something that is resonant in the culture of many countries.